And we're back. We're live with another episode of the Caleb Jackson Show here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, Anchor, whatever other podcast sites you can follow my podcast on. Please follow this podcast on both, like I said already, both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave all reviews and comments on Apple Podcasts because Spotify doesn't have a comment section, so you gotta leave my podcast. I don't know which one I'm gonna be exclusive on after a while but you know what leave my podcast for right now follow me on twitter as well at the c jackson pod i might just end up making a completely different twitter account for my podcast because let me say this right now social media is getting kind of like i don't know just the amount of negativity i see on social media just every day it's kind of getting annoying to me you know it's just always something negative everybody's always mad about something you know what i mean and you know or just some, saying something negative about something else that could that doesn't necessarily have to be negative you know what i mean and just how negativity is the first thing put out there i guess i don't know there's something uh, i guess now especially 2021 especially now i've been watching midnight gospel if you haven't watched midnight gospel please go watch it, it will, and actually listen to what it's saying but um i guess with everything going on especially you know i guess it, like from 20 coming off of the heels of 2020 just uh, seeing all this kind of just seeing negativity is kind of just, just almost PTSD, honestly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I probably just use it for you know, no podcast reasons or whatever. social media. Twitter is fun. I mean, it's just I just hate seeing just having to see negative shit all the time. You know, just, just can y'all just be happy? Can y'all just be happy for once? I don't know. I don't know. I guess no one can be happy. Eh, we can all we, we can all be happy. We can all be happy. It just it takes a minute. But anyways, I want to talk about. Uh, especially in the light of everything that happened this weekend with uh, a lot of bowl games happening. Uh, A&M won for my A&M fans who are listening. Um, especially with the college football playoff and the trash-ass Notre Dame team and, and all this stuff going on. Especially with the pandemic and everything going on. This is actually a podcast that... It's, this has been a conversation that's been going on for years anyway. Everybody has their different opinions on it. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, if you... I don't know. It's like if you know, if you've been there, you know. If and if you, if you don't, it's kind of like you really don't have a say. You really shouldn't have a say in it, I guess. But uh, paying college athletes and paying student athletes for you know paying for playing sports for their schools has been a uh, it's been a topic of discussion for years and years and years amongst the NCAA uh, conferences, the schools in general, um, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of um, a lot of things that go on, go into it. What sparked the idea for this, especially like I said, this bowl game and COVID and everything going on, and uh, there was a, start, a statistic I saw. So, um, so recently, the head coach for U- University of Texas, Tom Herman, was recently let go after uh, serving four years as the head coach. I say serving, but uh, he was uh, on their staff as the head coach for four years, and they let him go and bought out his uh, bought out his contract. So, uh, if you don't know, it, when, um, and this is usually, I think, with NFL and, uh, I don't, I don't know about NFL. I think it's more college, actually. But, um, when it comes to coaches as well, um, 
their contracts are bought out. Their the coaches are actually paid the rest of their contracts to leave the school. And, you know, and so I, I a statistic I saw this weekend was that since uh, this year alone, colleges have paid out one hundred seven point eight million dollars in buyout payments for assistant uh, buyout related payments for coaches alone. And they want to say that there's absolutely no way or no reason that we should pay student athletes. Uh, a little background on it. Uh, so me personally, and I guess, I don't know what I don't care what you say. Look, I play for Blinn, okay? <laughs> I play college football. I, I, I'm gonna put that record right there right now. I was on the spring team, okay? We can get into te- we can get into technicalities later, all right? But what college did y'all play for, bitches? But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It's not a big deal. Anyways, um. But from uh from being on a spring team, uh just in JUCO alone, uh, I know it's, it's a grind. It's playing uh, honestly, playing any college sport is a grind, honestly, because it's you have you have the pressure of well not the pressure, but you have the work of that comes with college first of all because you're in college, and you you it begs that question because people are you here to get an education, you play here to get an education, or you here to play a sport. It's a little bit of both, and uh, if you know, I'm a big fan of, I was a big fan of Last Chance U, um, I don't know if they're having any new episodes for, uh, I want to say they're, they're supposed to have, uh, supposed to start doing basketball for Last Chance U, I don't know how it's gonna, I don't know how it's gonna work, cause football, I don't know, football was a lot, I don't know, Juco football is something different, but, um, uh, one of the coaches even hit on it, um, in the Last Chance U series, um, he talked about how, you know, the, you wager the price, especially with football, because I I think it I think this conversation is just really centered around mainly football and a lot of really March Madness too. I'll get into March Madness in a little bit, but football especially just to start off with is um like when it comes especially at the JUCO level, you know, because a lot of those like I think one of them in California, the players act, uh, one of the JUCOs in California, the players actually pay to play. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're they actually have to pay. They have to provide their own their own means of transportation. Transportation. They have to provide their own means of living. Um, yeah, and they have to. A lot of these players had, especially in the California episode, the California season of Last Chance You. I forget which school it was. I talked about it on one of my podcasts. It's the Last Chance You podcast. Go listen to that too. Go listen to all my podcasts, by the way. But they're. Uh, yeah, the kids, the, the players had jobs on outside of school, outside of playing football. So you know, it's uh, it just goes to show you, you know how how hard it is, you know, for people who you know really want to make it, you know. But um, especially at the JUCO level. But one of the, one of the coaches said, and I want to, which co- I want to say it was Independence, former Independence coach. I want to say uh, Coach JB. Um, he said, let's let's be real. How many of these kids at the JUCO level? I'm speaking about. How many players at JUCO would still be in school if they weren't playing football? Just and just let that sink in on you. You know what I mean? And it's the fact of like wagering, especially like I said, especially with football, they say basketball like too. You know, wagering essentially your body and your time for you know to the price of edu- to the cost of an education. You know, it's a uh, it's just a uh, a lot of and a few of the professors on the JUCO the junior college are saying that you know. Because, you know, these guys, they're not getting paid to do this at all. They're not even on scholarship to do this. You know what I mean? And they're still 
busting their ass and getting they're getting the same injuries and the same shit that happening to them it's, it's d1 players you know what i mean and at juco i guess it's a little different because these schools really don't have that much money at all but when you get onto the broader scale of power of division one athletics and really just power five in general power five and then you know uh not even double a just the kind of divi- like big big division one um because you gotta bring in all the TV contracts and then coaches contracts and how many players you get, it's all the regulations, all there's all kinds of stuff that goes into it, honestly. But when I think there was a documentary on Netflix, um, I forget what it was called, um, but there was a um, there were a few professors on there talking about why they should pay student athletes and a few uh, former college athletes and current football player NFL players former former NFL players as well talking about just um, what all really goes into it. Like I said, when I was at Blend, man, it was you wake up, got breakfast checks, workouts in the morning, then you got class till twelve, then you got you got to try to find some lunch, and then maybe have 30 45 minutes of t- downtime i guess to try to go do something then you got meetings right back this is spring football uh you got meetings right back again at 1 one thirty. you gotta be back in the locker room back in full pads and well not even full pads just be dressed up for meetings and then you gotta be dressed up for practice at two and then let's say two to four thirty, whatever you know you out there practicing and five you get out and you gotta go shower you gotta go eat you gotta find something to do and now you got all this homework to do you know and it's like i said it's a job you know and this is why this is why all these athletes have to. This is why they're allowed to tutors and a lot of different privileges. It's because they're literally doing a service for the school. Really, really, even truly, they're making a. Mm, what would be? You know what? I'm gonna actually look that up right now. Let's look that up right now. So, I'm thinking. So here, here's what I'm gonna do right here, right now. So how much money? Does an average Division One school make from football? How? Let's try that. School make from football. Cause I gotta type this into Google. Cause I'm my own. I'm I'm doing everything for my for my podcast right now. I'll be there eventually, but you know what? I gotta do my stuff myself. So, um, on average, football brings in thirty one point nine million. For just the school, yeah. So just the school alone. So let's so let's calculate that. So thirty one point nine million. So let's see. Average. Let's see. Let's go average tuition cost for Division One schools. So D one institutions have on average cost on average thirty. Around twenty eight thousand per year. So let's multiply that. You know what? I I have good numbers right here. So let's multiply because usually there's roughly a hundred a hundred players on a squad, roughly ninety to hundred players on a squad, roughly. So let's let's go ninety. Ninety times twenty eight thousand. Still two million dollars. And the fa- okay, here, here okay, here, even bigger point right there. The fact that so okay, by those margins, this is just, and this is just a rough estimate that I just did on the Caleb Jackson show. Actually, you know, we can I'm, I'm write that. Down. This is probably gonna be a good podcast right here. This actually is a good podcast. I'm a podcaster, good, really, honestly and truly. But anyways, let me get back on it. So twenty eight thousand a year, 
And let's say, uh, okay, let's uh, let me get the actual number on that. So the average school makes roughly thirty-one point nine. So this will say thirty-two million a year. While the school, the average Division One school makes thirty-two point nine mil, or thirty-two million a year. While the average cost of a tuition there is twenty-eight thousand a year. So let's let's do a little more math. Um, the average. Hmm. Actually, you know what? For, uh, Division One. Let's go. Division One football. And I'm sorry, y'all have to listen to me. You look all this shit up. But um, Division One football team. Roster sizes. How about that? So I can get actual. Maximum of 85 teams. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. So, okay. Now, here's another thing. So, not every. So, if you didn't know, not every player on the team is on scholarship. If you didn't know that. So. FBS teams are allowed a maximum of 85 players receiving athletically based scholarship, a athletically based A per year, with each player on scholarship receiving a full scholarship. Okay, yeah. FCS teams have the same 85 player limit FBS teams, but only given A to only 63 full scholarships. So when they say that, it means let's see, receiving athletically based scholarship per year. Let's see. Uh, okay, okay. So, so not everybody is on, is on scholarship, if you don't know that. Um, but they, they will find a way to get some kind of financial aid, too. But anyway, either way. So from, from those numbers, I even said, I said 90, didn't I? And now I still brought out $2.5 million. So schools make $32 million a year from football. And then their tuition to their athletes is $2 million. Plus, let's see. Let's see, then you got to add in, then you got to add in, yeah, hold on, then you got to add in, well, hold on, you didn't even add in TV contracts, you didn't add in the game, actually, no, I don't know, I don't know, but either way, pay them, pay, pay them niggas, that's all I'm going to say, pay them athletes, because that's literally a 16th, a 16th of their tuition is what the school makes, and that's not even the NCAA with all the TV contracts, that's just what the school makes alone, so... And NCAA is its own kind of weird ass entity altogether because NCAA is technically classified as a nonprofit organization, and so that means all their money is tax free. If you didn't know, so yeah, there's another there's another issue of the NCAA as well, and all these conferences, such as conferences at the Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, but Pac is Pac Twelve, yeah, Pac Twelve used to be Pac Ten for years. Uh, Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10, ACC, SEC, basically. And then you get into the smaller Division One schools like uh, Mountain West, uh, AAC, American Athletic Conference, uh, Sunbelt Conference. Ah, I'm probably missing a couple more. But anyways, um, yeah, it's just... Uh yeah, the numbers, the, the what you, the numbers that you hear coming out, it's just, you ask yourself, why can't you pay student athletes? You know what I mean. Especially and here and there, I'm a, I'm just gonna be honest with you real quick. Well, I'm always I'm always honest on this podcast, but I'm gonna be even more honest real quick. Nobody is coming. No, there's not eighty thousand people packing stands to watch science competitions. I'll be real with you. There's not eighty thousand people coming in to watch kids study. Okay, there's not and there's not eighty thousand people coming in to watch these watch these games with uh with millions more watching at home you hear me 
to watch these kids play a sport. No one, no one cares about these kids. Well, I'm not gonna say no one cares about these kids' education. I'm not gonna say that. But from a fan standpoint, how much of their education are you really invested in? You know what I mean? I mean, of course you want them to do good because here's the thing: if they don't get their grades right, they can't play. You know what I mean? So. I said they say you're here for school first, but at the same time, if you weren't playing football, we wouldn't be giving you any of this at the same time. So you know, it's just it's, it it almost contradicts itself to me personally. You know what I mean? And like I said, especially just you know knowing the schedule of what guys go through and knowing what what all happens and everything. You know, it's just it's it's tough. You know, it's like especially going going through injuries and whatnot. Like I said, you're not even guaranteed to actually play football. You know what I mean? Because you got competition on the team. You got you might get injured. You know, you might even transfer from the school. You know what I mean? It's just and like the other thing is that they're bringing in a fresh crop of new guys every year, year after year. So you got to stay on your p's and q's all the time. You know, it's just it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know what I mean? Um. When it comes to, aside from football uh, alone, you know what I mean? When it comes to, especially when it comes to March Madness and stuff. And actually, I'm going to throw in one more thing, actually. So, bowl games, actually. So, and there's, there's a reason why, if you ever if you ever seen what happens at bowl games, there's a reason why players get a lot of stuff from these companies, right? Because what, what it's called, it, it's not, it was called the Vizio, was it called the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? Um, just listen to all the sponsors that go into these bowl games, these games that these these kids play for. And you, to me, it makes perfect sense. You know why all these players get watches and iPhones and you know why all these companies pay for these players to get all this stuff? Because they know these players are the ones generating in this money. You know what I mean? So why, so why the conferences, the schools, and the NCAA, and why the why they can't all see it? Well, they all see it. They just don't want to. And I don't want to say it's racism, but you know, what, the documentary I talked about from Netflix that I watched, I watched it actually a few years back. Uh, I remember because Arian Foster, one of my favorite players of all time, um, he was in it. He was talking about um, how how um, it was actually kind of cool. The um, the definition of the term indentured servant. Uh, so an indentured servant, I think the definition of that term would be a servant that does basically whatever they tell them to, but whoever they, their master, I guess, it provides them with food, shelter, and education and whatnot. So, and, and what does that sound like? <laughs> that sound, this is basically... It's basically college sports right there in general. And of course, you know, if you want to look at it like this, look at it as capitalism. If for those people who are really political and look at it like this, they're generating money. They get money. It's not just like so because a lot of people when they come to like capitalism and whatnot and capitalism, socialism, like socialism, basically people see it as, oh, you give money to poor people. Basically, yeah. That would be basically giving money to others, other sports that don't generate as much money, basically. Um, with that being said, like sports like cricket and water polo and whatever else wouldn't make, wouldn't, wouldn't really get anything. You know what I mean? Because like I said, just numbers. That's all it is. It's all numbers is that, if you football makes the most money, those athletes should get paid. Those athletes are up at four, four and five o'clock in the fucking morning, dog, <laughs> working out before that class. You know what I mean? And then gotta maintain their grades at that 
and then go all day, and they got to there and meet you. When you're a football player at a Division One college, especially, you're in meetings all damn day long. I mean, it's having a fine time to find something to eat, man. I know, and hearing that a lot of times, even college students have the same issue. You know what I mean? So imagine that just amplified by five. You know what I mean? Because you're you're putting your body through hell at the same time. That's why football players are built different. I'm just saying that right now. But even when it comes to March Madness, so uh, some startling start statistics on March Madness actually. The NCAA generated how much? How, how much money? I want to say it was like up, upwards of nine hundred ninety million dollars from March Madness in that three weeks alone. Okay, just alone ninety from TV contracts and everything else. This is the NCAA alone. All right, the NCAA generated almost a billion dollars in three weeks off of the backs of basketball players, of college basketball players. And if you can, if you can sit there and tell me that they don't deserve to be paid a little bit for what they're doing. Mm, no dog no don't sit right with me and yeah i don't know no i don't know i'll even throw this one in there if you get internships i mean like i said colleges can provide you with uh, opportunities for internships and whatnot you know what i mean and the for paid internships as well and so think of it like that almost you know what i mean think of it as Almost an internship to play for play in the NFL because at the same time you want to be consistent and this might sound a little weird when I say this I, mean, I don't know how I'm worded it right but um everybody's going to college to do what they want to do in their lives you know what I mean to prepare them for what they want to do in their life I'm I'm not so sure about y'all but a lot of these football players. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I'm not going to speak for everybody. But most football players, when they're going to D1, have NFL dreams. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, um, if you're Really, if you're going to play college and you don't have a dream going to NFL, I don't know why you're going to play college anyways. But, um, but yeah, I mean, same principle to me right there, honestly. Like I said, just go back, to, let's look at March Madness and just how much money the NCAA just generates off of these kids. It's been that how much money these coaches make and how much money the schools, like I said, the schools paid out. 107.8 million in buyout related payments to get coaches to leave the schools you know what i mean so that's just my thing but but yeah i'll leave it off right there um this is probably a, I, I ramble a lot in this podcast i apologize but it was still a good podcast nonetheless please follow me on spotify and apple podcast let me know your comments and thoughts on this podcast it's probably be a podcast it's probably be a debate not even a debate, just a topic that'll come up man, throughout my podcast. I'll have a lot more episodes to go through. Me, yeah, just 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 listen for the next few years. But um, like always follow me on po- on Spotify. Follow me on podcast. Leave reviews and comments on podcast. Follow me on Twitter at C Jackson Pod. Yeah, I'm leaving it there. So be on the lookout for new podcasts coming in and out. Um, yeah, ideas just circulate through my mind. Go ahead, th- throw ideas my way too if you want to. Honestly, but uh, but yeah. Until next time, y'all be good. Stay safe. It's 2021. Let's have a good, positive year. It's Monday, too. So uh, write down some goals for the weekend. You know, try to just stay. I don't know you try. Stay up. Don't try to stay up. Just stay up. But until next time, peace.